the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Um, I love Bible prophecy. I really do. I just have a deep, deep love for Bible prophecy. Uh, but there is so much confusion out there, so many things that have been written, so many books written about this and that. Date setters for the return of Christ. You remember all the Y2K thing and the the blood moon prophecies, and none of those came to pass. That's why I honestly respect someone who writes a book on prophecy from a purely biblical standpoint, and that is certainly the case of the book I'm holding in my hand, Messianic Prophecy Revealed, and it's my privilege to have the the author with me today, Rabbi Kurt Schneider. Rabbi Schneider, it is once again a great delight to have you on the program. Welcome. Thank you, my good friend, and for that gracious introduction, Bob. Very good to be with you again, my brother. Well, my uh, my pleasure. Now, you've been on the program before. Uh, most of my listeners are familiar with you, but just in case, give us just a brief synopsis of your life, uh, your background, and how you came to believe that Jesus was Yeshua, the Messiah. Certainly. So I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. I am going to be 65 this month, so I was born in 1958, and I grew up in the suburb of Cleveland called Beechwood, which is a very heavily concentrated area of Jewish people. In fact, Bob, it was listed at one time as having the second highest concentration of Jews anywhere in the world outside of Israel. Now, obviously, not like New York or uh, Los Angeles in terms of the number of Jews in, in that area, but the concentration of Jews in that area. So that our schools, for example, were closed on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur, the public schools, because no one would show up. Everyone was Jewish. Yeah. And I was bar mitzvahed at uh, age 13 in a conservative synagogue, Park Synagogue in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm 100% Ashkenazi Jew. My mom, dad, both Jewish. All my friends Jewish were growing up, except I had one friend. He was Italian. He wore a big cross on his neck, but not because he was a Christian. It was just part of his, uh, you know, Italian culture. Yeah, right. And I had, I had no uh, Christian influence whatsoever in my life. No one had ever talked to me about Jesus. I had never read the New Testament. No one ever witnessed to me. I literally, literally never thought about Jesus. He was as far away to me as the man in the moon. But at the age of 20 years old, I was going through a very difficult and confusing period in my life. I really, I would describe it in a nutshell as, as having an identity crisis. I was a very committed athlete growing up. I wrestled starting in seventh grade, got a small wrestling scholarship to college, and it really became my universe. I trained all year long. I felt there wasn't anybody that I couldn't beat. 
And it really was it, it defined to me and to the people that knew me really what I was all about. But when I walked off that wrestling mat, Bob, after wrestling that last match in high school, I suddenly in an instant felt like the world was pulled out from underneath my feet because I realized I was now stepping out of high school, getting ready to go to college, and that wrestling didn't mean a hill of beans anymore, that I was going into a world now where wrestling was really no longer relevant. And I also had to face the reality that I wasn't in control because when I was wrestling, I felt like I was in control in that little micro universe that I lived in, people that wrestled in my weight class. But realizing that I was now going into into the earth of humanity and the wrestling didn't mean anything, suddenly I felt very vulnerable. And uh, rather than feeling in control, I felt uh, very much afraid of the fact that the world was now bigger than I was. So I was struggling, and I was looking for an answer. What can I do to get the feeling back that wrestling gave me? And I thought about becoming a doctor, uh, but that really wasn't an alternative for me because, frankly, I don't have the aptitude for that. thought about becoming a lawyer, and I thought, well, that's possible. You know, you could become a very successful lawyer, but I reasoned about what's going to happen to me when I'm 65. I, I, I had enough sense to realize that the same thing that happened to me when wrestling ended would happen to me when I retired from law at 65 or whatever age that was. Everything that I had been focused on would disappear. So I was really grasping for straws trying to find something that would fill that void. Make a long story short, I got into a New Age religion, and I was in the midst of reading a book called Autobiography of a Yogi, written by this uh, Swami from India. And there were pictures in this book, and one of the pictures showed this guy levitating off the ground. And I always had a deep faith in God, just a very simple faith. And I said, God, I said, if this guy's really levitating off the ground— I found my new wrestling. I want to be able to levitate off the ground because this is a higher reality than making money, and it's not going to it's not going to end when I'm 65. So I was really zoned in on this. Yeah. And in the middle of reading this book, I went to sleep one night. It's 1978. It was a hot August night, and again, no one had ever witnessed to me. I'd never read the New Testament. Jesus was as far away to me as the man on the moon. But on this hot, hot August night, I was awoken from my sleep in the middle of the night into what I would describe as a state of supernatural awareness. Suddenly I was aware uh, that I wasn't sleeping. I was just aware that I was aware. And in an instant, I had a vision. Jesus appeared on the cross. It was in color. I could see the ground that the cross was staked in. There were some people in the distance looking at him as he was being crucified. And then a ray of red light from straight to the sky, like coming down from even above the blue, beamed down on Jesus' head. And when that ray of red light, Bob, came down on Jesus' head from the heavens, I realized that it was coming from God and that God was telling me, Jesus is the way to me. And bam, it was over just like that. Mm. I knew nothing about Christian doctrine. I knew enough as an American to know the person on the cross was Jesus. And that vision saved my life just like that. It was like hope came into my heart. I, like, I, I, I knew that I'd found the way out from this lost state that I'd been living in since wrestling ended. Oh, what a wonderful testimony. We're talking with Rabbi Kurt Schneider. His brand new book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed. And uh, I have four of his books to give away today free. And I'll tell you at the end of our interview how you could get one of these four books. Uh, If you do not win one of them, I hope you will get it anyway. Of course, you can get it at Amazon, wherever books are sold Messianic Prophecy Revealed by Rabbi Kurt Schneider. But again, at the end of the interview, I'll tell you how you could 
win one of the four books that I have to uh, give away. Uh, Rabbi Schneider, uh, prophecy is so controversial. There has been so much written that is just so false. What caused you to wade into this area of theology, particularly from your Jewish background? What prompted you to write this book? Well, it's been something that's been growing in me uh, for many, many years in terms of my appreciation to see the types and shadows of Jesus in the Hebrew Bible, to see the fulfillment uh, of, uh, that, that he has made of, uh, of prophecies and, and uh, other uh, um, uh, even concepts in the Hebrew Bible. But for some reason, and this is like my 11th book or something, I just felt it was time to write a book on it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to note, as you had indicated earlier in our conversation, Bob, that when people hear the word prophecy, I think they might have one of two concepts. On the one hand, people could think of more of a biblical concept, where we're literally just digging into the Word of God, looking at the prophecies in the Hebrew Bible, and then seeing in the New Testament how Jesus fulfilled them. So that's what you're referring to, just straight, straight biblical fulfillment yeah. of Old Testament prophecies. The other type of prophecy that you had hinted at with the you know, Y2K, the, the, the blood moon and all this, it's amazing to me, and th- this is the type of prophecy that people are telling us, you know, what's going to happen next year, what's going to happen in the next six months, and giving us all these prophecies about the date of the Lord's return, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What's amazing to me is it doesn't matter how many times these so-called prophets fail at uh, in, in, in their prophecies. In other words, they predict something, it doesn't happen. They predict something again, it doesn't happen. And what blows me away I is know. that people keep on listening to them and following them. I know, them. and they keep buying their next book. Yep. <laughs> and if you, if you look at, like, YouTube, if you look at somebody like me that's just teaching the Word of God, I'll, my YouTube videos will be, like, between, like, eight and 20,000 views. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you look at these other people that are doing the spectacular Messianic prophecy, this is what the Lord showed me is going to happen in the year 2023. They'll have, like, 800,000 views in two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So it's, a, it's an interesting phenomenon. But uh, I think in terms of this book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed, as it relates to why now— I know that you'd agree with me that God's people need to be strengthened in this extremely compromised, lukewarm culture that we're living in today. And thank you for the clarification, because you're not talking about future. This book is about how Jesus was foretold all through the Old Testament, and he fulfilled all of those prophecies and it's just a wonderful book. By the, we've got to take a break. My guest, Rabbi Kurt Schneider, the book Messianic Prophecy Revealed. And you'll want to listen to Discovering the Jewish Jesus that airs here on WRFD every day, 2.30 to 3 o'clock every weekday afternoon. Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Kurt Schneider, my guest. It airs 2.30 to 3 every afternoon. The book Messianic Prophecy Revealed, and we will return. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. 
I am just absolutely delighted to have my guest, Rabbi Schneider, who is the author of a brand new book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed, Seeing Messiah in the Pages of the Hebrew Bible. At the end of the interview, I will tell you how you could win a copy of this book. Uh, Rabbi Schneider, I want to talk about your book. It's wonderful. I have not read every word. I'm working my way through it, and what I've read is just just wonderful. But I've got to ask you a question. Uh, I'm not Jewish. I have no Jewish background. I have a deep, deep love for the Jewish people, the nation of Israel. Uh, But one thing I don't understand, honestly, is how a Jew who has reverence for the Old Testament can miss the prophecies that you refer to in your book. To me, and I think to most other believers, we read through it, you go, oh my goodness, that's Jesus. Oh my goodness, that's Jesus. This sacrifice, that sacrifice, the shed blood. Oh my goodness, that's a picture of the cross. How How is it and I know Jews, Rabbi, that love the Bible, love the Old Testament, and yet they have missed the Messiah. How? Yeah. Well, let me answer from a few different perspectives. Number one, if we go right to the book of Romans, chapter 11, it's part of God's plan. Paul tells us in Romans 11 that a partial hardening has mm-hmm. happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So this temporary hardening upon the Jewish people, somehow it's part of God's divine plan. The Scripture speaks about this in terms of Messianic prophecy back in Isaiah 53, which is probably the clearest Messianic prophecy in the Tanakh, or Hebrew Bible. Isaiah 53 begins by saying, Who has believed our report? Mm -hmm. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? So so right away we're told that the Messiah is going to come and people are not going to believe it. They're not going to. They're going to. They're going to think he was the one that was uh, punished for his own sin, without any understanding that he died on the cross for the sins of Israel and humanity. So, what is feeding into this? That which the Lord proclaimed would happen. What is feeding into this are two primary things. Number one, in John 11, right after Yeshua raised Lazarus from the dead, the Scripture says that the Pharisees got together, and they said to themselves. What are we going to do with this man, referring to Jesus? Mm -hmm. Or if we let him continue, we will lose our place. And then the Scripture continues, and from that day forward, they sought to kill him. So the Pharisees of Yeshua's day were so threatened by him because he was taking away their power base that they wanted to put him to death, which they were successful in doing in the sense that they incited the Romans to crucify him. What is really fascinating is that today's Orthodox Judaism, you refer to your friend that loves the Bible, today's Mm -hmm. Orthodox Judaism, which is also called Rabbinic Judaism, got its genesis, its beginning, its foundation from the grandchildren of the Pharisees that wanted to put Jesus to death in John 11. Good point, yeah. yeah, because in, in 90 AD, the, the, after the temple had been destroyed, many many of our listeners may know the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, and the temple was the place where you could fulfill biblical Judaism, because biblical right. Judaism is based on three pillars, the sacrifices, 
the priesthood, the Levitical priesthood that offered the sacrifices, and the temple where the sacrifices had to be offered. So biblical Judaism revolved around the sacrifices, the priesthood, and the temple. Yom Kippur, the highest holy day in the Jewish year, the priest had, had the high priest had to bring the blood of the bull and the goat into the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. He poured the blood on top of the Ark of the Covenant, and the Lord forgave the sin of the people of Israel this year, because the Scripture says in the Torah, Leviticus 17:11, that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you, saith the Lord, to make an atonement for your soul, for it's the blood by reason of its life that makes atonement. So when the temple was destroyed, sacrifices ceased, because you could only offer sacrifices in the temple. And when the sacrifices ceased, the priesthood scattered. So the three pillars of Judaism were leveled. They didn't exist anymore. So in 90 AD, there was a consul at a place called Yavna. We've got about a minute and a half, Rabbi. I hate to cut you off, but... We got about a minute and a yeah, half. Yeah. Yep, yep. The grandchildren of the Pharisees that put Jesus to death or wanted to at least move the Romans to put him to death, they're the ones that got together at Yavna, reinvented Judaism. It's called rabbinic Judaism, and breathed within rabbinic Judaism is an anti Jesus mindset that's been passed down to every succeeding generation for the past 2,000 years. Wow. Exceptional answer. The book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed. We're coming to the end of the interview, and it's an incredible book. I have four of these books to give away, and to the first four listeners who call 877-BOB-LIVE, as soon as the interview is finished, you got to wait until we're finished. But to the first four listeners who call 877-BOB-LIVE, 877 877- 262-5483. We will send you this book absolutely free. You will love it. If you don't win it, buy it. Listen to Discovering the Jewish Jesus every day, every weekday, 2.30 to 3. Rabbi Schneider, again, thank you so much for being with us today and for your wonderful ministry. Brother, God bless you, and thank you for your love for the Word of God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.